Hello everyone, welcome back to Guys Podcast, I am Nico, I'm joined with by Jaden, and we're the two guys and this is our podcast, thank you for yeah. coming, this week we have something really special for you, just a regular uh, podcast because all our podcasts yeah, are really yeah. special, <laughs> um, um, I'll see you guys should have seen the panic on Jaden's face when I said that because he had no idea what I meant. Well, I did know what you meant. I just... What? Sorry, you just died for a second. What? <laughs> I, what? You died. You went... Uh, you uh, when uh, you were talking and I could not hear what you were saying. Oh. Unless you actually just my... did say... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I did say that. Okay. No, my wife. Um, it's so crap. After like a month. It's still crap. What's crap? My Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, okay. Understandable. Is it still like jittery? A little bit. Oh, okay. Well, bit. sorry to everyone listening. Um, yeah. Yes. Thank you for coming. Okay. Um, so, uh, what's the weather like over there, Nico? Um, it actually, it was a little chilly today. It wasn't yeah, super yeah. warm, but it was it was kind of cloudy and like um like cloudy like just kind of like cloud cover, but not fully cloud cover. It was like a little bit of cloud cover, so sunny spots too. Okay, a little bit windy right, too. Cool. How about nice, there? Cool. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of rain. There were a couple of like torrential downpours that lasted like five oh. minutes, and then nice. went away very quickly. But you know where they had really bad weather. Just a couple of days ago, Nico. Muskoka. No. But they, well, yes, there too. We were camping this weekend, um, and it rained on us yeah. a lot. But, but you know where it's it was even day, worse? Though, so it was okay. Where was it even worse? Death Valley, California. Death Valley. Well, that seems suiting. What was yeah. the weather like? Death Valley just recorded the hottest temperature on Earth. Oh, oh what? Okay, I got it back. I, I accidentally exited the story. Um, oh. The hottest, driest, and lowest national park in California and Nevada recorded a preliminary high temperature of 130 degrees Fahrenheit on Sunday, according to the National Weather Service. You want to convert that to Celsius real uh, quick, already Mr. On computer? It. Already, already on it. Mr. Computer Man. 100 and what? 30? 134. Point four degrees, fifty four point four degrees Celsius. Fifty four point four degrees Celsius. Um, the all time high is one hundred and thirty four degrees Fahrenheit, recorded over a hundred years ago, also in Death Valley. It will be just as hot on Monday, yesterday, um, as we're recording this. So, like, basically, we go when you hear this in Death Valley with a predicted high of 129 degrees per the National Weather Service. The agency is warning people who live in Eastern California, Nevada, Arizona, and Utah to limit their time outside to between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. Nearly 60 million people in the U.S. from Arizona up to the U.S.-Canada border are under a heat advisory watch or warning this week, CNN meteorologist Tyler Malden said. The heat is a result of high pressure that settled over much of the high, not the high coast, the west coast. Nice. Yes. So, wow. 
That's insane. That's a lot of degrees. Like that spicy, spicy. A lot of degrees. What, what would that even feel like? Like, is that because, you know, usually here it'll get up like maybe like 40 ish degrees tops. But that's right? that's what it feels like. We don't actually get 40 degrees really. Like not very often. Not very often. But like when you if you go outside in forty degree weather, like it's like it's like a dull heat, you know? It's not like sharp heat, right? Yeah, I, like I it depends though. Like it depends if it's like humidity or if it like if it's humid. Because when it's humid, like you literally escape it and it's everywhere and it really sucks. Yeah, like, but it's still it's like not humid. Yeah, it's still like dull. It's heavy, but it's dull. So if it's fifty four yeah. degrees, does it feel like sharp? burning heat like a fire like a one like point dollar. is that duller i wouldn't be duller i think i don't know man maybe heavier like, yeah so i'm i don't know like, i don't know either like the, like yeah and like it depends because like places where you go and like it just feels hotter even if it's not as hot like just the sun burns more like i mean like it just yeah, feels yeah. hotter whether it's hot or not like it's just like especially close to the equator because you're like you're actually closer to the sun and stuff so like yeah but like even outside of the sun is there a point where the air feels spicier and like sharper as well you know because like rays from the sun feel sharp even when it's like Mm-hmm. 30 35 degrees out right yeah. or even like when you when it's cold like you can feel the sun like in the winter yeah, if yeah. you're in your house and like you step into the sun you can like feel the warmth you know but yeah. like so, yeah i don't know i have not experienced uh, and i would not care to really experience it unless yeah, i had really good wi-fi or not well wi-fi would be nice but really good ac that I could just run into and just stay there. Yeah, I, a yeah. really good AC in a tenth story, but it's an upside down story, so it's a basement that's ten stories deep and ten then stories down. AC down there. Yeah. Right. And a right. walk-in freezer in the entire house. Yes, the house is a walk-in freezer. But what if you're locked in the walk-in freezer? It's a lock-in freezer. You're just you're just, you're just chilling. But what if it's really cold in there? Then you're really chilling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's hot, very hot. Yeah, um, but our, you know it's not so hot. Our, um, our condolences to those people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if What's you live in so Death hot? Valley, California, please tell us what it's like down there. Is the heat yeah, dull? Is it, dull? Is it sharp? Is it spicy? I mean, it's is spicy, it like, like being eaten by Tony the Tiger? Or Tony uh, Hawk. Or Tony Hawk. We don't know. You tell us. Um, you could text okay. Tony Hawk and ask him. I could text Tony Hawk and ask him, seeing as I have his phone number. But I won't bother him. He's a very busy man. Um, but here's a nice a nice um, news story. Not Actually, it's a not-so-nice news story, but it has a very um, fun headline. And I, you, know, oh. you all know I love me a fun headline. Uh, are you ready? Yes, for this yes, we do. Yeah, fascinating headline: so. Wild boar that stole nudist's laptop could face death for being too friendly. What the? What the? There's so much going on in there, isn't there? So much. Okay, 
Let's dive in. The wild boar that stole a laptop from a nudist at a Chernum lake may be killed because it has because it has become too comfortable among humans, authorities say. Earlier this month, photos of a naked man chasing the animal went viral after they were posted to Instagram by Adele Landauer. The man had been relaxing at the lake at Tufelsee, a popular nudist spot in Berlin, when he was forced to give chase. He did eventually recover his laptop. The incident made the so named Elsa, and her pig was famous, but that may have sealed their fate. Mm-hmm. Berlin's chief forest ranger... Why don't they ranger, just put them, like, in a zoo or something? In a what? Like a petting zoo or something. Then they'll steal more laptops. Bro, in a cage in a petting zoo, bro. Imagine a petting zoo where the animals just walking around, like, everywhere. That's called... The safari. That's called the Roman Colosseum. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Berlin's chief forest ranger, Katja Kammer, has been worried about the boar and her piglets for some time, and she is now reportedly convinced that they must be, quote, withdrawn, which means, quote, killed. From the simulation. Yeah. um, Okay. uh, Here's a quote from Katja Kammer. I'm going to say it Germanly. This wild boar and her two young are frequent visitors at Tufelsee. They have lost any instinct of shyness, she told local broadcaster RBB, according it to a report sound like by a the she, Irish Times. Gonna, what? Uh, that Sorry, say that like again? She, it did not sound like a she. Only like that too, did. Nothing serious has oh, happened. No. That was, see, I lost the, the accent when I... I changed the voice from this one to this one. That just sounds like the doctor from... What's in the Bible? Yeah, and he's German. But he is German. Yeah, he's German. He is German. (laughs) He is German. Okay, what would he sound like in a more feminine way? I cannot do that. My voice, my my lyrics says no. He, it, it, oh. My larynx says no in a effeminate German way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, um, rest in peace, boar. Um, however, sad. however, thousands were outraged by Cameron's comments okay. and have rallied to defend the defense of the wild swine family. The Guardian reported that a group called Action Fair Play gathered about a dozen protesters at the forestry office on Sunday, and a change.org petition has garnered more than 7,000 signatures supporting the rescue of the, quote, cheeky but peaceful soul from Tufelsee, the Guardian reported. Quote, this wild boar has earned the right to live, end quote. The organizers say, quote, this so has peacefully shared her living space with bathers for years. But it's Elsa's friendliness that the authorities are now worried about. <gasps> For now, Why couldn't they just move her? Okay. I don't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know why, why they can't they just have move to her. keep her there. They don't. They don't. Why do they though? Then all they need to do is set a little trail of laptops going through the the streets of Germany, and they can lead her and her little 
four babies. Wherever they want. Wherever they want. They could send them to Timbuktu for all I care. As long as they are far how do they, away. How do they vote those laptops? And how did like... How did they what? Those laptops? Like the float, the laptops. To float them? Timbuktu. Yeah. Um, they don't. They go... They, they don't. So okay, the, the, boar, the boars go under the water. Um, oh, but yeah, they, okay. they send the boars to Timbuktu. It doesn't matter where they go as long as they're far away from nudists and their laptops. Okay. That would be lovely. Also, though, if we're not talking about the nudists and their laptops, that is. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, here's a headline for you. Okay. Which it's a perfectly fine headline. It just made it just kind of funny to me. So, world's okay. first drive-in haunted house makes makes guests scream Japan. Right? You know that's great. But it's kind of funny because it makes me think like scream in Japan, sure? <laughs> like like the language. Wait, wait, what do they scream? Japan? They no, they scream it's in Japan. The, the oh, I see. I see. It makes me think they scream in Japanese. They scream or like, in Japanese. Like, yeah. It's like yeah. screaming in Japan. <laughs> just kind of funny. But yeah, so it's apparently like a drive in haunted house thing, which is kind of. So you go through? Kind of a cool idea, like, I guess. Or like you bust in through the door. and I saw a tweet um, that was like a okay. uh, haunted house, but that's really lame. But uh, when you exit, you realize that that's not the actual haunted house and it's just the entrance and then it's a real haunted house and i thought that was a great idea oh that would be cool but also extremely terrifying yes what if what if like, okay so, like okay wait what, what okay so what? you, okay, you make, here's here's the idea that i got based off of that okay, okay. so yeah in this haunted house you take in like one group at a time okay mm-hmm. and you take them in through one entrance and in the entrance okay. you know there's like an entryway right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you've got to make it a rather distinct entryway. And so then you take mm-hmm. them through a kind of lame, but like a little bit, a little bit creepy little haunted house, nothing super great. But then, yeah. but then you bring them back into that entryway. But when they get there, the person who brought them into the entryway at the beginning is dead. But not actually dead, they're just pretending. They're dead. Okay. Okay. And then they need to go into the other part, and there's lots of dead things going. <laughs> and it's it's okay. terrifying. No, that was a good, that was kind of the vibe I was in. But like, so they take them. It's like the, it's like they have a guide kind of take them through. Yeah. Sense. yeah. And like, yeah, like you said, like a little bit scary, and they try to hype it up, but it's not really scary, you know. And there's like maybe one good jump scare. Okay, yeah. But then that's it. And then they come out, what it looks like, to the rest of the park. But it's actually, like, a some sort of, like, face simulation sort of thing. Okay. And then the, 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 like, the guy leading them, like, gets attacked or, like, dragged away how mysteriously and creepily. Yeah, and then yeah. they think they can escape, but it's the whole thing. It's, it's just a, an entire haunted park. Screw that. It's an entire haunted city. It's an entire haunted country. It's an entire haunted world. Universe. Universes. 
University. University. <laughs> Universal. Universal. Okay. Okay. And it's actually just 2020. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That hit. Um, okay. I'm actually running out of news stories for this week. So what are we going to do? We're going to scroll through the news feed and find something oh, interesting. Oh. Okay. Uh, Factory malfunction sprinkles Swiss town with cocoa powder. That's very Swiss. <laughs> a defect in the ventilation system. A lindent, a lindent, a lindent? Sprangly factory released cocoa powder into the town of Olten. The factory offered um, to help clean up the mess, but no one has, has taken them up on the offer so far. Sometimes the streets of Chicago smoke freshly baked brownies. It's a rare phenomenon. You, I remember it happening most of the winter. What? How do you clean up a massive cocoa powder spill? Like, wouldn't it all just blow away? I don't know. I guess so. But, like, what if what if they um, did something else? Like, uh, something, I don't know, something. Like, they had a bunch of leaf blowers, and they went, whoosh, and just blew it into people's houses. Oh, and it's up there. Imagine eat, went home. Eat, eat. And then they blew it right <laughs> into their mouth. They made them lie imagine. down on the floor and open their mouth <laughs> and they blew it into their mouth. No, okay. Imagine coming home, right? Yeah. And you just open your door and a bunch of cocoa powder just like is completely full. <laughs> it's just, it's replaced all the air in your house. Yeah. There's nothing but. What if dust turn into cocoa powder so all of a sudden it's just cocoa powder that appears out of nowhere that'd be crazy it'd be like it'd be like if you know how our 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 universe is like carbon based what if instead of carbon based it was cocoa powder based so all the carbon is replaced by cocoa Mm. powder Uh, i feel like a lot of things would just fall apart i might just fall apart i would probably die it could be a cake I could be a cake. <laughs> okay, but also, um, this just came out in my head with the leaf blowers and stuff. But so, like, well, I always thought it was cool. So, like, first, instead of to shovel snow, you have a very powerful bag with a backpack on your back, obviously, and it's attached, and you can just suck the snow into the backpack and then switch it and blow it out. So, like, somewhere else, right? So, like a snow blower. But less but like, convenient. More convenient. But what are you talking less, about? Less convenient. With a snowblower, you just go. Yeah, but you can't just carry it, it around anywhere. You. you can't just carry it around people. Like what? You can't just carry it around anywhere. You can yeah, if I it's a very snow. small snowblower. Listen, I shoveled. I shoveled snow at like this retirement complex thing, like for a lot of years when I was younger, and I kind of hated it a lot. Like, I like um, shoveling snow. Like, no, very, I like shoveling snow, it's, too. It's, it's not chilling. too bad, like, but, bro, there were, like, 500 houses. Okay, that's a little rough. We had to get there at 6 in the morning, and we didn't always know when we were going to go, so they just called at, like, 5.30. They're like, yep, you're coming. It's like, oh, and you get there, and it's, like, the eighth day in a row that I've had to do this because it's Canada, and it's yeah, sometimes yeah. it was, like, eight hours. I think the longest I had was, like, a 10-hour day of just shoveling. That's a lot of shoveling. I don't know. A lot yeah. less therapeutic than shoveling normally is. However, you know what I would do if I were you in that scenario? 
I would simply download all the episodes of the Two Guys podcast and listen to them on repeat as I shovel. Very therapeutic. You can yeah, listen very to me scream about nudists and whores <laughs> and laptops multiple times in your day. What more would you want? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, so uh, let's see. Um, some Okay, going back to the cocoa powder story. Sometimes the streets of Chicago smell like freshly baked brownies. It's a rare phenomenon, and I remember it happening most in the winter. Sometimes, when I left my apartment in the morning, I'd be immersed in the smell of chocolate. It felt impossible and magical. That's cool. It what? chisels That's out weird. a perfect memory in my mind, the way scent does. I can perfectly recall the December light, my frozen cheeks, and salt-crusted sidewalks. The source of the smell was, in the end, not so magical. It came from the Bloomer Chocolate Factory, and I may have been one of the last Chicagoans to experience. A nearby condo association complained to the EPA that the chocolate smell violated the Clean Air Act. What? Boomer. Blomer fixed the oversight, which allowed cocoa to drift into the sugar. That's so dumb. That's ridiculous. Nothing, nothing sucks the magic out of a situation like a condo association. Anyways, lucky residents in a small Swiss town experienced a similar phenomenon this weekend. A factory malfunction caused a fine dusting of cocoa powder to coat the village, um, which sounds like something that would happen in Switzerland at least once a week. Um, the chocolate yeah. factory, the Lindet and Sprungli. I, I bet sure that's just Willy really Wonka in disguise. Yeah. Hey, look, a dog! <laughs> Nico's um, sister entered the room with a dog and exited his room with a dog. Yeah. It was very nice. Yes. Uh, okay. Back but to anyways, Willy yeah. Wonka's so undercover like, chocolate factory in Switzerland. Okay, but also, what if you're like just out, outside, you know? You're playing, and suddenly you just... And you you get in your lungs full of cocoa powder. Cocoa powder. You would die. You would pass away. I think I've done that before. Like, have you ever had your? Well, not. I wasn't playing outside. But have you can ever you, had? Like, can you check the population of Switzerland before and after this event? I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have died because of that. But also, have <laughs> Sorry, you ever had like the, the hot chocolate like canisters, like the tall ones or short ones or whatever hot chocolate? You know, canisters, like the cans. What? The no. cans of hot chocolate. I've never had a can of hot chocolate. It's a cardboard thing, and there's a plastic lid on it. They have them. I can't, bro. You're dumb. A tube. It's a tube. Okay. It's like the yay tall. Oh, just like one of those things. Just like a, a tub of hot chocolate. Why are you calling that a canister? When I hear canister, I think of like, <laughs> like a weapon or something. Yeah, but I also said can <laughs> right after. I, that is definitely a can, and I'm pretty sure. See, but then I had canister, canister on the mind. You put canister into my brain, and you were unable to take it. You ever had a canister of hot chocolate? <laughs> Anyways, it's a can of hot chocolate. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Anyways, yeah. if you ever shake them like, up, it's like the powder, not yeah, actual. Yeah, it's not drink. like yeah, a yeah. drink. <laughs> if you ever shake up the powder and then open it and inhale, you get like this weird sensation of a sweet breath of air. It's. <laughs> very weird and it's also feels really weird because you have a hot chocolate in your lungs <laughs> wow i recommend trying off of hot chocolate i don't think so because you can drink it <laughs> you know what you can't get high off of though chocolate <laughs> a seven-year-old boy who found a lego piece that had been stuck up his nose for two years 
Yeah, I don't uh, think you can get high off of a seven-year-old boy that had found a piece of Lego stuck up his nose for two years. A seven-year-old boy in New Zealand has finally managed to locate a piece of Lego that had been stuck up his nose for two years. Wait, was he Many looking kids... for it the whole time? <laughs> the way they said it, it definitely sounds like he was. Many kids are used to getting things lodged up their nose for a brief, panicked moment, but young Samir Anwar never managed to retrieve the Lego character's arm that he popped into his nostril back in 2018. He confessed to his parents, who grew concerned that they hadn't been able to find it and took their son to the GP. I'm not sure what that is. GP. The Grand Principality. The Grand Prankster. Uh, the doctor was also unable to track down the elusive piece, but as the youngster wasn't in pain, he didn't seem too worried. He said it would probably end up making his way through his digestive tract and would expel in the natural way. The family, who live in Dunedin in the South Island of New Zealand, eventually forgot about the Lego arm, and two years passed without any trouble. Mm. Dad Mudassir even said his mischievous and playful son never what? moaned about the incident, oh, telling the Guardian since then up. he's never complained or anything. Sorry, what? Oh. Hello? Nico? Nico? Nicholas? Nicholas? Okay. Um, I think we lost Nico um, to poor Wi-Fi, so I'm going to pause the recording and we'll see you in a bit. Welcome back, guys. Um, so, things hey. happen. <laughs> Um, my internet did stupid things. It wasn't me this time, guys. Pooped all over itself. Made a mm. fool of me. Um, but we're back. Um, and yeah, so where were we? What were we talking about? I don't even remember. Um, um oh, this I'm child. Good. This child right. with Lego up his nose. So he never complained about having... Lego up his nose for two years. However, on Sunday night, it happened. Some two years after it went missing, the Lego piece miraculously showed up and it had been in Samir's nose the whole time. Samir had been leaning over a plate of pink cupcakes to smell them and was confused when his nose began to hurt, assuming he must have inhaled some of the cake crumbs. <laughs> Wow. Uh, his mom helped him blow his nose to clear whatever w was in there. Yet it wasn't the crumbs of the freshly baked goods that flew out of Samira's nostrils, but the tiny black Lego arm. It'd probably be covered in filth. It's that's disgusting. Two years in a nose. I found the Lego. Samira said to his mom when he realized what it was. You're telling me it wasn't there, but it was there. Madisir continued, we never expected such a thing. This Lego piece looks a bit gross now, but that's uh, how it uh, is. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thankfully, Samir, who has a bit of a history with getting things stuck up his nose, including an imitation yeah. pearl, hasn't been too traumatized. I mean, what including what? An imitation pearl. Um. Hadn't been too traumatized by what happened and remains a big fan of Lego. For now, the little arm piece hasn't returned to its collection, as the family have wrapped it in tissue to while they figure out what to do with it. Nice. With M Mudassir joking that they should, quote, donate it to a museum. I mean, I would keep that. I would, like, give that to yeah. the kid when he turns 18 and tell him, you're a man now. 
you don't put Lego up your nose now. But you keep this arm to remember. What did he put up his nose right that right away? <laughs> screw you, Dad. I don't need your advice. No, no, no. He'd be like, screw you, Dad. Because he's a man now. Oh, right. He's also New Zealand. A New Zealander. Screw you, Dad. Screw you. I'm going to go surf. And I'm going to do it all with this stupid piece of Lego up my nose, mate. That's what he sounds like. This is Samir. Um, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah. So, let's see Lego. All right. Uh, I'm going to... I guess we'll wrap that up. Wrap it up here, which feels really weird because we just started like this. We had to start a whole new Zoom meeting for... Um, uh, yeah, it was practical reasons because um, the other one just like killed itself. Um, so yeah, this has only been going on for a few minutes. It's yeah. very strange. Anyways, uh, it's probably a bit so of a shorter for... podcast, but I don't really know. Um, I think so, I yeah. think it's about normal length. Okay. I wasn't keeping cool very close track. But anyways, whoa, there I am. I disappeared. Anyways, um, I got stick bugged lol. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, We're going to hopefully see you next week. Mm -hmm. Um, But we might also not see you next week, depending on what happens. We might have to re-record an episode, but we'll find out. And you'll find out. So, thanks for listening. Um, Mm -hmm. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Don't put Legos up your nose. Don't give your laptops to wild boars or to a nudist who might have it stolen by a wild boar um yeah all this is good advice take it and hold it and don't forget to scream in japanese yes you're a man now bye bon